Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. All right, Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday gives us one of our favorite days of the year from the sports world. And I'm going to give you, in my opinion, the five most memorable championship Sundays in the last 20 years. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Number five. 2010 championship Sunday. The day starts with uh, Jay Cutler basically taking himself out of a game. Caleb Haney, of Uh, all people, losing to Aaron Rodgers. That was terrible. Um, And it ends with the Jetsies missing some critical plays and losing to Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. And I have to be honest, it's memorable from a sports radio perspective. Boy, was there a lot to digest the next morning. Yeah, I remember that Caleb Haney, Haney game. Oh, just... Screw Caleb Haney, man. <laughs> He's bringing up us losing to the Steelers Evan. in the title game? Evan. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I don't include the Colt loss. This is not a Jet Troll job. Uh-huh. That was a very memorable championship Sunday in the last 20 It was. Years. I agree. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you agree because there's no giant championship game loss to, to go through because they've never lost the championship game. There so it's go. easy. So it's fun. <laughs> We're having a good time. Is Sunday Championship Sunday? Yes. Are we all going to sit down, make a little mozzarella stick, pour a drink, watch Championship Sunday? Yes. I don't know if I'm going to make them. I'm order them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get the point. I'm going to have my father-in-law make it for me. <laughs> it's, just, it's the point for me not to make a debatable list here. All right, yeah. fine. Keep going. Here we go. Number four. 2006 Championship Sunday. Uh, yeah. Now, we got a really dud game, but it still kind of was crazy that Rex Grossman out Drew Brees to the point the Saints got crushed in that game. But what made that Sunday more incredible? Yeah. Peyton Manning finally slayed Tom Brady here in this spot. The Pats had led 21-3, and the Colts mounted this crazy comeback, and the Colts and Peyton Manning finally right. got to a Super Bowl beating Brady. What a Sunday that was. That was a, that, they were, that was their team that year, the Colts. Yeah. Get down, storm back. Yeah. Get it's, down, storm back. I Until you said that. I completely forgot the NFC title game. And then I remembered I was watching it at my friend's house, who's a diehard Saints fan. Oh. <laughs> and as you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, they got their ass kicked. But even to this day, I don't remember much about the game. Like, I just remember, yeah, yeah. Bears beat the Saints. That's it. The AFC title game, yeah. much more memorable. The first four scores of that Bears Saints game were four Robbie Gold field goals. Uh-huh. Really? Ugh. Yeah. Unreal. I have no memory of that. Yeah. Crazy. Number three. It's 2007. The day starts with Phillip Rivers, as legend has it, playing the game versus the undefeated Pats with a torn ACL. And by the way, the Pats looked vulnerable in this game. The Chargers had their moments. Ultimately, New England was too much. And of course, the day ends, 6.30 kickoff Eastern time, NFC Championship game, freezing weather, one of the coldest games of all time, Brett Favre's last game in Green Bay, an overtime thriller, and one giant win. Yeah. Yeah. I was debating in my head what's number one, and... I mean, they're both, unfortunately, the Giants. <laughs> I was going back between this one because the Patriots are undefeated. Let's, let's yeah. not forget that. Right. Like, let's not bury the lead here. And the Chargers were really good. Yeah, they were fighting. And that game was closer than I think anyone imagined. But they were completing the perfect season right. until the Super Bowl. And obviously, locally, we're watching this giant miracle run. We're watching Tommy Coughlin's uh-huh. red cheeks. And we're watching Brett Favre pull a Favre right. by throwing a brutal interception. You mean Aaron? Yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre, not Aaron Rodgers. I think about it. The Patriots undefeated. They were the early game, too. Giants-Packers was the late game. I bet you the NFL wished the Pat. And in hindsight, that was number game. three for you? 
Yeah, most memorable championship wow. Sunday. So okay, keep going, keep I'm being fair here. Right. Number two. 2011 championship Sunday is number two. How is that not number one? Let me do the list. Mm. <laughs> All right. I honestly, before you even said anything, I thought the two Giants would be and one Patriots, because remember how the well, let him finish the Patriot game. Oh, the, that Patriot Raven game was like drunk. First game of the day. Lee Evans drops a game-winning touchdown for the Ravens. It was a touchdown. A touchdown. Two plays later, yeah. Billy Cundiff oh. misses the kick. The Patriots incredibly get back to the Super Bowl. We fast forward a few minutes later. By the way, off. when that happened, I was convinced God's a Patriot fan. <laughs> like that game, even more so than the Seahawks yeah, game yeah. with Marshawn Lynch, that game against the Ravens between Lee Evans not catching the touchdown and then Billy Cundiff missing like the easiest I, field goal in the world. I could close I my like, eyes and see the field goal being missed. Oh, my God. I was convinced. Holy crap. They made a deal with the devil. Mm. Unbelievable. And, of course, it ends. Rainy San Francisco candlestick. The Giants beating the 49ers in overtime. The Kyle Williams fumble, setting up Super Bowl 46. That was an incredible championship Sunday. By the way, the last three are all going to be Giants. No, nah, number one's going to be 2018. Watch. Go ahead. It's the last 20 years, Steve. Number one. 2018. Yeah. 20, uh, it is unquestioned. And for those wondering, or Giant fans, pounds yeah, well, how is it not 20, ours? Why? Year 25 years ago? Well, I got went 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wanted to be on the list, man. No, I didn't. I'm just saying. You, by the you way, said the other 20 game, years. The other game stunk. Thinking, that Fit. game was 25, 25 years, years ago. ago. Mm. By the way, both games, that was great for Giant fans, sucked that day. Oh, they did. So that's great for Giant fans. Of course. 2018 is memorable because it's the only championship Sunday to this date that featured both games going to overtime. Hmm. So for those who don't remember, I don't remember the this, early actually. game is the famous Saints-Rams pass interference game. Oh, that's Right. That ends up, by the way, and people forget this too, the Saints touched the ball first in overtime. They had yep. their chance to redeem right. themselves. Thank they you for bringing win. that up because uh, I think that gets forgotten way too yep. much. Yes, mm-hmm. there was a bad call, but the Saints still should have won the game. And what happens later? Patrick Mahomes' first ever AFC title game, D4 jumps off sides. Mm-hmm. There's also a, does Julian Edelman's glove touch a ball? Does yeah. New England get locked out? That was just an unbelievably dramatic day. And I tie that in to say this, my best bet of the day, we haven't seen the new overtime rules yet. One of these games Sunday is going to overtime. <laughs> That's Cinco de Five O today and every day. No, nah, that was a good list. I hand it to you. And he mentions 2018, and you're right. Those two amazing games, Kansas City against New England, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady, D. Ford's offside. That game goes to overtime. Saints-Rams, that game goes to overtime. And, of course, the infamous no call. The greatest combined championship Sunday you'll ever see, and it was followed up with the worst Super Bowl. Yes. Because the Super Bowl sucked. Oh, yeah. Right. Rams, Pats, and New England. You uh, mentioned in, New England, it. in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Right. Yeah. And Tiki mentioned it earlier how brilliant the game plan of Bill Belichick right. was. But the game itself it was, was just a dub. Un- it was almost unwatchable. Yeah. And you just knew it wasn't going to get better. Because the the even the Pats, they weren't even trying to be the Pats. They were just trying to not lose. It, they knew that they were inferior. And so it was all a defensive game plan, which is genius. And that's just why Bill Belichick is such a good coach. Because he convinced, at that point, a, a, not a, not a, I won't say a young, he was younger, Tom Brady, that this isn't about you, dude. Mm. How hard is that? Tom Brady, who's already becoming legendary, this game isn't about you. Right. This is this is about stopping them. Yeah, and it worked. Which were the, which one of the great offenses that we had seen in forever. But but you know what this whole thing reminds me of? And I, and I know that in sports, things are close. And when things are close, obviously, one thing changes, everything could be different. The Kansas City Chiefs are this close, and I'm holding two fingers very close together, from having gone to six consecutive Super Bowls. (laughs) Hear me out on this. In 2018, which was Patrick Mahomes' first title game, if it is not for a D Ford offsides, they win. Right. They're in the Super Bowl. Do they win that game? I don't know, but they're in. They get there in 19. They get there in 20. Three straight. Now we get to 2021, and we discussed this game briefly yesterday. Hypothetically, three straight. Hypothetically, assuming, yes, everything's the same. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We discussed this briefly yesterday. Pat Mahomes Sr. was on the show, and he right. said, the only time I ever saw my son rattled is when he thought he had a timeout at the end of the first half of the Bengals game in the AFC title game in 2021. And we went through it briefly. The Chiefs were up 21-10 at the half. Mm-hmm. They left points on the board and collapsed in the second half. Right. And then lost in overtime. Right. So if they had won that game, that's four in a row. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that. 18, 19, 20, 21. That gets you to four. And then 22. And then 23. Like, that's remarkable that Kansas City is, like, that close. And, again, I understand the retort to that would be, well, what about 13 seconds with Josh Allen? Yeah, yeah. Of course. I, I, I get it. It wasn't like it was easy yeah, to get to every It could have been the other way as well. But they are that close to have been a dynasty we've never seen before. Yeah, but that's the – again, we talk about Bill Belichick. This is why Andy Reid doesn't get enough love right. in this conversation. I mean, it's six straight – AFC Championship games. He went four straight in in Philly. Only one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah went to the one yeah. against the Patriots in all right. four, and Donovan got tired. Right. Well, yeah, he was throwing up, and everybody yeah. hates him because of that. But yeah. one, but still, think about all the success. Mm-hmm. Even if it's penultimate success that he had in his career, it's just we don't talk about it enough. Well, I think until they finally won, Andy Reid was referred to as, "Yeah, he's good, but he never he doesn't right. win the big one." And now he's won the big one a couple of times. Right. He's the perfect example of why you need to win championships. Yes. The conversation we had earlier. Winning championships matters. And the number matters. Especially if you do it in two different places. Like no doubt. Has. Winning championships takes you to another level. Yes. That's for sure. Matt's in Clifton, New Jersey. What's up, Matt? Hey, Evan and Tiki. I got, I got one for Evan and one for Tiki, if I may. What up? Evan, you're out of control. I pretty much listen every day. You keep saying Dayball. It's Dable. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, now, let's let's do this together because I want to learn. Just say Dave's. Dable. Dable. Right? I, I got it right. Dable. Dable. You almost got you almost got it right. So it's it's you keep saying Dable. 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 So like bull, like the Chicago Bulls, but it's also not like the Day, Chicago Bulls, like a bull. But day is not emphasized. It's Dable. 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 Are you going to say Carlos Mendoza or Robert <laughs> Sally? No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it easy. I'm just going to call him Mindy. That's it. I'm going to be like, Hello, Mindy. Mindy. That's it. And call, and, call, right. and call our head coach Dabes. Dabes. I'm going to call him Dabes. That's what he prefers, by the way. All right. I'm going to call Tiki. him Dabes. What up? Tiki, uh, huge fan. I think you two are a hit. I wasn't like 100% sold when it started, but I am 1,000% sold I now. Appreciate you guys you. are awesome. I'm not Craig. Were you, <laughs> were, you, uh, were you tight with Brandon Jacobs at all back Still in the am. day? Still am. Great dude, man. I, I grew up in Wayne, New Jersey, went to Wayne Valley High School. He used to always go to Valley Brook Bar on Valley Road. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. And I was just wondering if you were ever there. It was yeah, sort of the bar the that time, you kind of – So here's the thing. So he his house – my manager, and I guess Sean's manager as well, lived right down the street. The Lepselters lived right down the street. And I think, where did you say you went? You went to Wayne, Wayne Hills? Wayne Valley. Oh, they went to Wayne, Wayne. Hills. They were Wayne Hills because they were up closer to the Wayne Hills side of it. So I was always at Lep's house, and BJ's house was right up the street. So, yeah, we hung out a lot down there. It was sort of that bar that when you were 19, 20, you could kind of sneak in. Nobody <laughs> underage, but when you were not, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I saw Brandon there many times. He was always eating cookies. That's what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was 265 He pounds. likes his cookies, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, dude. Sean, did you uh, 
pick up on something I picked up on about Tiggy? What's he that? doesn't want me grouped in with the people he's grouped in with. What? Sort of. Like, he's sort of disappointed I guess, I guess, that I guess you have the same manager yeah. as Sean. Like, that's no, kind of I the meaning. Great. Okay. I think it's great. I think it's great, too, Tiki. But the way you did come across in the air was... <laughs> I guess, Sean. I guess. I'm talking about Brandon Jacobs here, mm. and I guess this fat thumb-looking guy who also has the same manager. <laughs> Well, when I started, I was where you were. I and, appreciate And Mark Lepselter brought me up. So, Thank you. There is hope for you, Sean. There is. There is hope. I'm in good hands. I'm you glad, are in very good hands. I'm glad you got the same impression <laughs> yeah. I got. And we're talking about Brandon Chase. Oh, God, Sean. Yeah. Sean Morris, I guess, is involved. Well, I don't want to not include you because we do have the same yeah. representation. No, I appreciate that. I would just, you know, it's not a guess. No, I am represented by the same. Right. <laughs> right. There you go. We'll come back with more of your calls and more previewing of this championship Sunday. And how about Saquon Barkley being actively recruited to a division rival? Uh-oh. Evan and Tiki on the fan. We'll make our picks in the next 20 minutes or so. Sean actually asked this question. We were talking about this off air a few days ago, and it made me think. He said to me, if the Ravens win the AFC championship and get to a Super Bowl, and let's say the Orioles succeed again, win another American League East, would we ever hate Baltimore the way we hate Philadelphia and Boston? Because hmm. we really don't hate Baltimore. Like, no. I haven't anybody say, oh, I can't root for the Ravens. They play down I-95, and I don't right. like the inner harbor. You kind of accept that they've, they're good the right way. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no dislike towards the Ravens. Yeah. They're not in either of our divisions the way the Eagles are, the way no. the Patriots are. But. And you kind of like their stars. No, I agree. There's a big but, though. What's that? The big but is the Orioles. And the Orioles now have all these good young players who we like. We don't really hate them as much from Yankee fans as the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Rays. Yet. However, yet. Yet. we've just got done with the Astros. I mean, still not done with the Astros. If the Orioles start interfering with a Yankee comeback to prominence and it's year after year losing to the Orioles, and then on top of it, just for you know, good thumb in their nose, Lamar Jackson gets to a couple Super Bowls <laughs> as we're still treading water here with the Giants and Jets, I think we could turn on Baltimore. See, here's what I don't see happening. Obviously, yes, if the Orioles and Yankees are battling for the AL East, of course. I mean, I remember in the late 90s, like the Orioles and the Yankees didn't like each other. We had that classic brawl between... Daryl Strawberry as a Yankee and Armando <laughs> Benitez and Graham Lloyd and Tito Martinez and all that. So a Yankee-Oriole thing, 100% can happen. But I don't think it would ever, like, kind of, I don't think it would ever, what's the word I'm looking deep. for? Well, right? I don't think it would ever move over to the Ravens. Like, I just think the Ravens to the Jets and Giants are just another NFL team. Like, I don't think we would ever celebrate. Like, remember when the Eagles got knocked out a few weeks ago? I was celebrating. Oh, yeah. Now, I, did, got no... I did the promo for it. Right. You, well, but you hating the Eagles makes sense. You're a giant. I'm right. a Jet fan. I got no issue with the Eagles, but I don't like the Sixers. I don't like the Phillies. So I don't like the city. So I enjoyed the Eagles suffering. Yeah. The Orioles, that would not be enough to then all of a sudden hate the Ravens. Like, the Ravens are not hateable. Lamar is not hateable. John, John Har- Harbaugh is not hateable. No, nobody over there is hateable. I think the talent, even even Odell Beckham Jr. is not hateable anymore if you hated him. Well, he's also just not that big of a factor. Oh, true. He had like, one <laughs> yeah. catch last week. That makes it easy. He feels like the mature, cool, like, uncle that you, that you need. Right? I, I, I also think that the city of Baltimore is a harmless, harmless, cute little city. Hmm. Boston is obnoxious the inner and harbor, arrogant. The inner harbor down there in Baltimore. It's cute. It's a cute it's little nice. city. Great aquarium. Great aquarium. Love the aquarium. Some cute little restaurants. Pickles. I mean, who who dislikes pickles? Pickles Pub. I love it. Great Hooters, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you went to Hooters while you were down there? It's a great Why Hooters. would you go to Hooters? Why For the waste? wings, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Really? There's so many other local establishments. Why would you do that? Time out. It's not like every time I go down there, I go to Hooters, but it's a very nice Hooters. And there was a time when I was younger, my uncle and... Okay, so not recent. Dad, you know, mm. they told me to knock my fork off, see if the waitress picked it up, and see <laughs> what I like. Time before jeez. porn. Oh, but Boston and Philly, like, you just think of the city, and you're like, ah. Baltimore, I don't think it could ever become that. They're just a cute little city. They are. You they're head on down there. little city they're for now. They're a cute little city. For now. now. For now. I think forever. The Orioles, though, to me, have always been, like, the, the team you like, but they're never really a threat. Even are when you- they were in the playoffs in the 90s, we owned them. Are you, are you lumping the Wizards in? No, they don't count. So yeah, they don't count. DC so not, doesn't count. So they don't count. No. So it's not. And that'd be really no threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's really them. only two teams that we can talk about. Which I think helps them. It's yeah. only two teams in the But I'm telling you, if they suddenly become, you know, football, baseball, which we love in this town, four hours away, championship town for a decade, yeah, but no. I, we're going to be annoyed. I think Here's the thing. If Lamar wins a championship, I think 
I'd be happy for him. Right. We were happy for Mahomes when he won. We started this year going, it's been three or four. Are we tired of it. Well, but also, you get tired of everybody. Not, but that's not close to us. Like, it's, it's on the other side of the country, so it's different. Yeah, but Tiki, again, if, if Lamar suddenly's going to four or five Super Bowls in a row and the Orioles are beating the Yankees' brains in every year yeah, and but, their fans get vocal. In- well, okay, so you hit on it. You hit on the most important thing. I've lived down in Maryland. I used to go to a lot of Oriole games, hang out with Raven fans. I was in. So, you know, are they the, vocal or not? No, they're innocent, <laughs> cute little people. Because they haven't had anything truly to brag about. I don't yeah, know, but Raven. if they have it, and then if they get it, they'll appreciate it. They won't be obnoxious about it. Everybody's obnoxious if they get to much or something. I, I would agree that everyone eventually becomes obnoxious, but there's just a huge difference between people from Philly, people from Boston, people from here, I admit that, yeah. and little tiny, cute, adorable B-more. <laughs> they're still like, people. I know they're they're great people. I like the people. But they're not obnoxious. They're adorable. I agree. Yeah, this is like, it's a cute. It's like, yeah, we're having a good time. Like, they're not, trust me, after living down there and experiencing it, I don't think there's any kind of way right, that so can was, ever turn us on so Baltimore. So obviously they knew that you were a Met fan when you yeah. lived down there. Yeah. Was anybody ever giving you crap about being a Met fan not in, at in, all. A, in, a, in a Baltimore Oriole town? Never once. And not only that, I would go to Oriole games, and at the time they were kind of like the doormat of the American League, and I'd root for teams that could screw the Yankees because of my <laughs> hatred for the Yankees. So I'd be at Oriole Park rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah. And they were kind little people. They were very, very sweet. I never had an issue with them. So... I don't know. I just I can't give, see them becoming the enemy. Give those kind little people three World Series in eight years and beat the Yankees <laughs> in the ALCS every year, and you see how cute and little they are. Yeah, throwing a Super Bowl championship yeah, exactly. to, to boot. All right. We'll see. I don't then think it's happening. All right. Michael is in Tom's River. What's up, Michael? No, I wanted to talk about before when you were talking about the uh, Super Bowl win. Yep. And, like, that's what makes your, you know, legacy and it makes you better as a, uh, I guess, stat-wise right. if you have a Super Bowl. Well, for coaches, well, yes. Right. But my thing is, like, if you don't win it, mm-hmm. like, say, like, with the Brady-Belichick situation, I, I think Brady found himself in a better situation when he went to Tampa with that team than Belichick had after he left. Oh, there's no doubt about it. No question. Which is why we don't buy the argument that Belichick never right. never won anything without Tom. They didn't have any so – and, and by the way, it's his fault. Right, he's the one. He was the drafter. Right, that's the, the 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 funny part about this discussion, and that's why I want to acknowledge it. What we're defending Bill for is Bill's fault. fault. Yes, which is that as a general manager, he screwed up. Yeah, he was not a good general manager for the last decade. But yeah, when Tom and Cup, Tom went on to a team that had a legitimate chance to win, and they did, and they made the playoffs three years in a row. And Bill had pieces that were okay. Yeah. He had some good defensive pieces, but they weren't a Super yeah, Bowl I th- team. I think when you look at the succession planning. It was all in line with the Jimmy Garoppolo's and who were the other ones that were behind him that ended up other places. Jacoby Brissett. Right. Uh, it was Matt all in Castle. line. And then he started drafting guys, including Jared Stidham, who after you could just tell he wasn't the guy. And so he was forced when Tom left without a succession plan to go bring in Cam Newton, mm. who was who was done. And then after that, you get desperate. That's probably the one desperate moment that I that I could look back on and say, yeah, Bill felt desperate there, taking Mac Jones. Because I like Mac Jones as a college quarterback, but there was nothing about him that said, this guy's going to thrive in the NFL. Now, his rookie year, he, he thrived. Won, he won some games. Yeah. I don't know if he was thriving, but he won, he won a lot of games. He thrived enough where we didn't think he was a boss and they made the right, playoffs. Right. It felt like, oh, this guy's going to be a pretty good, you know, middle-of-the-road quarterback for a lot of years. And then he just imploded. Yeah. But so to defend him, though, that almost felt intentional because he hired Matt Patricia and 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 as an offensive coordinator, along with uh, Joe, Judge Joe Judge was running the offense two it years just, ago. It yeah. never made sense. And, yeah. then, and then Mac Jones gets pissed off about it. And then he doesn't recover. And then last year he was terrible. There was a little sabotage going on. At it, least it, it felt it that felt way. It felt like sabotage. Yeah. It, was it just, definitely did. It was a bad job. I admit that. Joe and Clifton, New Jersey. Hey, Joe. How are you guys? What up? All right. Okay, uh, Evan, you always say Belichick's the greatest head coach of all time. Of course, it's subjective. I, I say Lombardi. When Lombardi took over it. the Packers, when the, I mean, when Lombardi took over the Packers in '59, '58, mm-hmm. they had one win. They hadn't had a winning season in over a decade. Mm-hmm. His first year, they're seven and five. Right. From 1960 through '67. The Packers play six title games. Yep. They win five of them. Yes. The last three consecutive. He's 9-1 and one in postseason play. He takes over the Redskins in 69. 
They hadn't had a winning season since the mid fifties. Right. His first year, they're seven five and two. Yep. Then unfortunately he passed away with cancer. Right. He never had a losing season. Yep. It never took him two or three or four years to turn the team around. Belichick has had losing seasons with Cleveland. He's had losing seasons with New England. Now, is Belichick an all-time great coach? Absolutely. The difference between you and I, Evan, is that if you and I were both owners of an NFL team, you would take Belichick, I would take Lombardi. Mm -hmm. Lombardi had no free agency to work with. And one more thing that you never mentioned. Go ahead. You never mentioned that his influence on his players long after their careers are over. How they, how he influenced their lives, how they talked about it. Okay, now maybe there are some guys that under Belichick, there might be some, but nothing like Lombardi. This guy is a winner. All he did was win. He never lost. Hundred percent. You're right, but you left stuff out too. We're going to have a fair debate. Mm-hmm. Vince Lombardi only coached for a short period of time, and that sucks because he passed away. Mm-hmm. So I am not using that as a rip on him. I'm just evaluating him. He didn't continue into a second decade and a third decade. Number two, another thing you left out. Again, not Vince's fault, but we're breaking down legacies, right? Vince Lombardi didn't have to win layers and layers of postseason games. Mm-hmm. Early on in 1960, he went right to a championship game. In 1961, he went right to a championship game. He did an amazing job turning that franchise around. There's no question. It's not a knock on Lombardi. I think what you brought up, and I just want to bring up too because we're fair, is that there are major differences. Bill dealt with free agency. You say it as a thing that helped him. Right. I say it as a thing that hurts him. Vince had a roster, and he got to keep it. Bill didn't. So it's funny how... Right, the game was also so different. Of course. And these guys had extra... They had jobs, man. This was just something you did. Right, this is... In the NFL, back then, the ego had to have been so in check for everyone to play in the NFL. Everyone that played professional football. I don't even think it was... It was the NFL still, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Before the merger. The ego was in check. Because you weren't a superstar. You weren't on television. You're... You're, you know what didn't stink, right? right? Like nowadays, these guys are like egomaniacs. Yeah, but you know what's funny about what you said? It's very similar to what he said. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Does that make it easier? Does no, that no, make no. it harder? Because you could argue I'm both sides. It's easier. It. I was easier for Vince. It was easy because you don't have the guy saying, "Great, Bill, you made made us a winner. You got to pay me now." Right, but then you also had guys who had to worry about a second job during the offseason. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Here's my only point to you, to our last caller, and I'm just bringing it up. All the differences, you could argue if they make it tougher or easier. Yeah, it's Like, true. Bill Belichick dealing with free agency, our last caller said, see, you had free agency, well, what an advantage. Well, I look at that as that's probably a negative. No, it's not. Well, it depends. Because you have Bill, to, you're Bill, having to replace on, guys. Bill never signed guys. He like if you came and asked him for the world, he was like, "See ya." Exactly. That's my point, though. Like with Vince Lombardi back in the early '60s, like you're a Packer. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So in ways, it was challenges that he had that Vince didn't have. Look, I'll settle it this way. There's no answer. No, you're right. Like, the argument of Vince Lombardi versus Bill Belichick, it's fine to go on either side. And what it's going to be, and I could tell it from our last caller, and I respect this, it's just going to be a generational argument. You saw him. And you think he's the best. And by the way, you know what I would never do to our last caller, to anyone who argued Vince Uh Lombardi? I would never say, what did he win without Bart Starr? I wouldn't (laughs) do that. Because I think that's stupid in an argument. So, don't do it about Bill and Tom Brady. Right. Because he can go both ways with that. Let's go to Mario in Long Beach. What's up, Mario? How you doing? Great show as always, guys. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, I got a, t- a comment for uh, for Evan and then a question for you, Tiki. Okay, yeah. first comment is uh, I, I agree with everything you were saying about Belichick in terms of uh, when Tiki was saying the, da- the downside of it. Also, what's a big downside, too, is what happens if Dayball with his personality starts yelling at Belichick. <laughs> Can you imagine? Think about that. Could you imagine that? Right. No, that would be chaos, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to, you know, I, I'm a retired vice president of the bank, and what I learn when I'm dealing with people, I know how to talk to everybody differently based on their age, right. based on, you know, you. he cannot yell at him, and that's his personality. <laughs> that This is a time bomb waiting to happen. That's a good they point. Something like that's that. a good point. That'd be funny. That now, the be. second, uh, the question I have for you, Tiki, what? maybe you can answer, I, I don't really understand it. I, I think Lamar Jackson's going to win. If Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. 
right? Because he'll have two MVPs. <sighs> yeah, he'll probably, have Super Bowl, probably. Super Bowl. Yes, yes, he's definitely on his way. He's taking he's on, steps. If he were, I mean, if honestly, he retired, honestly, he might be honestly Mario has already taken some steps towards the Hall of Fame with two, assuming he's going to get the second MVP. Yeah, yeah two here's MVP. my question for you, and then I'll hang up and listen to your answer. I don't understand when he was coming up for the draft. He already was a Heisman winner, so right. you could see he was a... How could, they, how could people say that are affluent in, in the sports area, the yeah. general manager, he shouldn't be a quarterback, he yeah. should be a running back? Because everybody is... Well, I mean, you, I don't know if you remember watching him, Mario, at Louisville. Did you watch him at Louisville? Uh, yes, I did. So you, you saw him. Like, he was the best athlete on the field. I'm not, and, and we're talking about wide receiver, running back, DB, whoever, whatever the great athlete was on any game he played in the ACC, and that was against teams like Florida State. It, he was the best athlete on the field, and so as a as a as a as a decision maker in an organization, you see that and you're like, man, I don't want to waste him at quarterback. Right, I, I'd put him somewhere where he can really contribute. But the reality is, the game was changing, and, and appreciate your call, Mario. But the game was like slowly evolving, and the pl- and really the play callers were evolving. And I mentioned this yesterday when we brought this up. When you go back to 2012. And you look at why Mike Shanahan drafted RG3 and with Kyle Shanahan as his coordinator, it was because they had a specific plan on what kind of offense they wanted to run. It's why when you go back like three years ago, he drafted Trey Lance because it's that kind of specific player that he wants for his specific offense. And it they thrived early until RG3 got hurt. That was the beginning of it. And when you look throughout the league now, there are so many tentacles to um, RG uh, to uh, Kyle Shanahan that are that are everywhere, and we don't even know half of them, but they're everywhere. And so offense just started to change, and some teams saw it, and some teams didn't. Right. And so a lot of these executives were like, "Yeah, we can't use a guy like that." But there were other teams that had, I don't know, an 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 offensive quality control coach or a quarterback coach that was like, you know what? That kind of guy fits exactly what Kyle was trying to do in Washington. And so go get that. And so Ozzie Newsom does that for Baltimore, and he capitalized on a blind spot, is the best way to put it, that a lot of teams had regarding players like Lamar. Hmm. And now we're seeing them all over the place. You know, I looked at this the other night out of curiosity. How many guys have won multiple MVPs and aren't in the Hall of Fame. Because I knew that would come up. Like, ah, is Lamar on his way to the Hall of Fame? Is winning a Super Bowl get him in the Hall That's of Fame? That's a good question. I looked it up. I have the answer. Go ahead. I'm going to start naming you the guys that have won multiple MVPs, and we can play the game along. Is it a Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer? Steve Young won two MVPs. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Kurt Warner won two MVPs. Hall of Famer. Johnny Unitas won three MVPs. Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers won four MVPs. Will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Borderline. Shut up. Shut up. Joe Montana won two MVPs. Oh, Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning won five MVPs. Ridiculous. Also a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Brett Favre won three MVPs. Hall of Famer. Patrick Mahomes has won two MVPs. And two Super Bowls, so Hall of Famer. Put him in now. Jim Brown. I mean, my oh, God. Come on. Hall of Famer. Three <laughs> of them. And then the other guy who's won multiple MVPs is Tom Brady. Hall of Famer. They're not all just Hall of Famers. Yeah. Like, yes, they're all Hall of Famers. They're all Hall of Famers on skates. Right. Not even question. Like, (laughs) of of that list, I have to have the conversation in year five. I think the (laughs) only one that there was a conversation on is Kurt Warner. And I don't even think there is a conversation. He's a Hall of Famer. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, everyone else, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Jim Brown, Johnny Unitas. Like, we're talking about the best of the best of the best. Yeah. So, And I, by the way, he turns 27. Yeah. He just turned 27. That's crazy. Like, that's in, in crazy to think yeah, you're about. You're talking about Jared Goff leading te- two teams to Super Bowls before he's 30 years old. Lamar Jackson's 27. Yeah. And he's going to win his second MVP and has a chance to go to a Super Bowl. Amazing, right? Slight little detour here. Jerry Rice is the greatest offensive player in the history of the NFL. Yeah. He's never won an MVP. Yeah. But yeah. just think of who was... Th- Think of what was around. That, that's what it's because of. They would be nothing without Jerry Rice. Of course. Yeah, but in fairness, and I think this will make you feel better. No wide receiver has ever. That's won what the Sean MVP. just told me. Yeah. yeah, but there are wide receivers, and then there's Jerry Rice. So, <laughs> by the way, there's been a defensive end that won an MVP 
and not a wide receiver. Was that Reggie White? Did he win MVP? No, no. Alan no. Page won oh, okay. it with the Vikings. And yeah. then the other defensive player to win it, you may have heard of the guy. His name is Lawrence Yeah, Taylor. no, I've heard of him a few times. But right. no, the list of MVPs is it's, – it's obviously quarterbacks, a ton of them. And, then and it's now a, it's really become a quarterback. 100%. Honest. I mean, it, when was the last non-quarterback? Ah, uh, the last no. – It was either Sean Alexander or – the last non-quarterback no, was no, no, Danian no. Tomlinson in 2006. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Alexander was the year before. Yep. Yeah. Right. So it's been running backs, quarterbacks. We mentioned the two defensive players. And then I brought this up weeks yep. ago. A kicker won the MVP. Mark Mosley during the strike. <laughs> and I <laughs> I was obsessed with that for a while. I remember I asked Beningo. I was like, you got to tell me how Mark Mosley won the MVP. <laughs> And he's like, I don't even know. I think I finished in the top five one year. Did you? Yeah. Tell me the year. I'll give you the answer. It had to have been 05, but because that was that was my epic right. year. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. I got the answer. Sean Alexander got 38% of the vote. Peyton Manning got 26% of the vote. Tom Brady got 20% of the vote. Tiki Barber, 12% of the vote. There you go. Carson Palmer, 4% of the vote. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? He knew that. Yeah. You know. Tiki was in top five voting with Tom Brady, and we're still talking about Tom Brady potentially coming back. <laughs> I know. He's been gone for so long. That's so true. Go away, Tom. That's right. I've been retired for 17 years, My dude. God. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm looking at your numbers versus Sean Alexander. So where Sean had you was the touchdowns. They were absurd. Of course. He had 27 touchdown rushes that year. You had nine. Yeah. It's not a knock on you. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but look how many Brandon Jacobs had. Go look at that year and see how many Brandon Jacobs had. I will, but Cause I, I, cause I you, got taken out of games. Well, were you also beat Sean up, though, is uh, catching. You know, oh, he had 54 receptions. He had 15. Yeah. But, yeah, the 27 touchdowns was off the oh, charts. It's insane. And they it's were, th- there's a skill. I've said this. I don't know if I said it on this show. I used to say it on BT with BT, me and BT. There's a skill to being able to score. Like, mm. just like... There's things that you have to be able to do when you get in that area and there's traffic. And I just, I didn't have it because I'd get caught at the one, right? I'd get caught or get knocked down at the five, right. whatever it may be. There's, I just didn't have that scoring skill. He had seven touchdowns. So even if you took all of Jacobs's, yeah. you still would have had 16 and he had 27. Yeah, true. By, by That's way, absurd. Adrian Peterson actually last running back 2012. Oh, I missed oh, that I one. Okay. About him. Yeah, and look, I think we're on a run Didn't right he now. Just retired like this year. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I think we're on a run now where I don't think we're ever going to see anyone win it besides a quarterback. Yeah, like I think that's it. Well, well Christian well, McCaffrey's a finalist this year. Yeah, uh, true, but, but I don't like, think he's going to win it. I don't either. He missed what two games? One game? A game? I think he only missed like a half a game. Really, yeah, that one game they took right. him out against the Commanders. He but, should be the MVP this year. No, it's Lamar. Yeah, dude. No, I think it's Lamar. Come on. I get your point. If you want to say it's Christian McCaffrey and not Brock Purdy, okay, fine. But I think it's Lamar Jackson. But think about the rarefied air, and I thought we just laid it out for you. So you can completely understand it. Lamar is in if he wins the second. If he wins the second MVP, he joins nothing but easy Hall of Famers in terms of being multiple-time MVP winner. Now, speaking of Lamar, let's pick this football game. Our football picks are brought to you by London Menswear Brand. Charles Tewitt, shopping new favorites at ctshirts.com. By Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. By ELEC A25, building our future. And by Surfside Vodka and Ice Tea, your sunshine and I can't ask for it at your local liquor store. So let's see. Last weekend was divisional weekend. And uh, who had a good week? Looks like none of us really had a good week, to be honest. Oh, I know, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, Tiki went, Tiki went 0 4. <laughs> We all picked the Texans getting nine and a half. Right. So we literally all got that wrong. Me, Lugie, and Sean picked Kansas City. I'm surprised. I forgot you guys also picked Kansas City. I'll give you that. Tiki picked Buffalo. He got that wrong. We all picked Tampa except for Sean. So Sean got that right. We got it wrong. And we all picked the Niners and got it wrong. Yeah, but that was, I mean, that was because Brock Purdy had the worst day of the season. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, so Sean went two and two. Lugie went one and three. I went one and three, and Tiki went zero oh and four. So who has the best record out of all of us in the playoffs? So in the postseason, Sean is six and four. I'm four and six. Lugie is two and eight, and Tiki is one and nine. Mm-hmm. Tough. That's pretty awful yeah, for bad. all of us, except for really you, Sean. But overall, because we combine it up, I'm still in first place, fifty-seven, thirty-seven, and two. Sean is forty-seven, forty-six, and three. Lugie is forty-six, forty-nine, and two. And Tiki is 38 and 59. And since Tiki finished in last, there will be a week. We're not sure when, where he has to dress as a different kind of clown every single week, every single day of that week. 
So we'll find the days. Yeah, be sure to watch us. And Tiki will be a different clown every single day. We look forward to that. What You keep raising your hand. Do you have something to say? Just because we were conversing about something off air. Currently, as it sits right now, at this moment, at FanDuel, yes. Evan's favorite sports book, yes. the spreads are three and a half Ravens favored and seven and a half Niners favored. Huh. Cool. So that, so that, so. Makes no difference to me. But you know what? Let's let you guys kick it off. Sean, since you're so eager, championship Sunday, go ahead. Okay. I think that the better game will definitely be the AFC game. We talked about the rain, the tightness, all of it that goes into it. I am anxious to see Lamar Jackson outduel Patrick Mahomes try to get tackled in the rain. Ultimately, though, I am going to feel way better about myself going down and losing a bet if it's with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Three and a half, that hook, I think is critical. We've seen it up to four. It would not shock me in the least if this is the game that goes to overtime and Justin Tucker wins this thing in a classic spot. I think it's three is too much. It doesn't mean three and a half is too much. It doesn't mean the Ravens won't win, but give me the Chiefs getting three and a half game number one. Game number two, man, it's hard not to fall in love with the Lions and everything they did and not be scared by the Niners. Debo Samuel in the last 15 minutes has been cleared. No designation will play. I kind of think the Pixie dust runs off and this becomes a romp in the second half. Give me the Niners laying the seven and a half game number two. Those are my picks. All right, I'm going to start with the NFC Championship game first. I disagree with Sean. I, I agree that from this standpoint that that was probably the worst we'll see of Brock Purdy and, of course, Debo being out. Played a hand in that. And, yes, Jared Goff does struggle on the road. But there's something about this Lions team. Maybe it's just emotional because I want to have a six-pack and a beer with uh, Dan Campbell, Tiki's former teammate. He's just a great guy. They're a great story. I think they're America's team. It's an easy team to rally behind. So I'm going to scoop the points here with Detroit. Seven and a half, that running game. And the Niners all year long have not had a dominant defense like they've had in the past. So I think Detroit will be spunky. They'll keep it close. So I'm going to do something here that I would normally get mad at people for doing. <laughs> I picked the Ravens and the Niners to go into the Super Bowl. We did our predictions, and I stand by that. But the Chiefs just never – yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, I picked the Lions to cover – so, obviously, the Niners could still win the game. I was talking but, all fair to Sean again. Confirmation of your pick. No, I, I didn't know what he picked. What did you pick? You picked the Lions? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. When I get to my story at the end, you'll understand where I'm going with this. All right, fine. There we go. I am going to take the Ravens to win and the Chiefs to cover because the Chiefs never go quietly into the night. <laughs> I still think we get 49ers-Ravens in the Super Bowl, but I think both dogs will cover on Sunday. Hmm. Huh. I know that's the lame way out, yeah, and I normally kill people lame. for doing it. But So I actually believe that the Ravens have one of the dominant teams in the NFL this year, and they've proved it over and over and over again. You might scuttle them for a little bit, but eventually they're going to figure it out. And why? Because Mike McDonald is a very good, great defensive coordinator in the making, and Todd Munkin has found a way to be diversifying in his offensive schemes for Lamar Jackson. So even if you shut him, stop him for a little while, eventually they're going to figure you out. So I know it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and I know they're inevitable in the AFC Championship game, but I think at home in bad weather, the Baltimore Ravens have a humongous advantage. So give me Baltimore laying three and a half against the defending Super Bowl champions. And then on the other side, I mean, I'm, I'm an idiot, and I, <laughs> this one, my picks suck, but I love Dan Campbell. <laughs> But, and so I'm all Dan Campbell. I'm all team Dan Campbell. So they cover. I think they win. I'd take them on the money line. Wow. All right, let's take this into some pieces here. Let's start with the NFC Championship game. I know the Niners are beating them. There's not a doubt in my mind. And I said this last week. I was a little premature with it last week. Losers lose. There are certain franchises that are just losers. And I, I, I trust me, I know better than anybody. I root for a lot of them. But the Detroit Lions are losers. They are like other franchises in the NFL, like the Minnesota Vikings, like the Buffalo Bills, like the New York Jets. They are losers. And they are not going to San Francisco, and they're not beating the Niners. So I know that off the top. But then I got to decide, am I willing to lay the seven and a half? Like, are the Lions going to keep this game close? Are they going to be feisty? Are they going to be plucky? And the answer to that question is a resounding no. Why not? Like, you the, not like Jameer Gibbs? This is not liking. This is about analyzing. Okay. I think the Niners are going to kick their ass. 
This is the most complete team in the NFL. They've been the most complete team in the NFL all year long, except for that little hiccup they had earlier this season. Sean mentioned it. Debo's playing, which is a huge, huge deal. And I don't think Brock Purdy's going to be amazing, but I think he's going to be competent. And I think this defense is going to force multiple Jared Goff mistakes. I think they're going to get off to a very quick start. And so the Lions are going to be pressed to have to throw the ball a lot. And I think that's going to lead to more Jared Goff mistakes. And I think we're going to get an ugly one. Mm. I don't think this game is going to be close. I think by 8.30, they're going to be TV shutting off. Saying, what are we doing with ourselves? So I went back and forth about it. I picked the Niners in a route. And by the way, at the beginning of the season, I picked a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl. At this point, I am committed to it. But I am going to go with the blowout. I think it's the worst championship game we've seen in a while. Give me San Francisco laying the 7.5 in the nightcap. Let's get to the early game because this is the main event. This is the main event of the weekend. Well, it's not the main event of the weekend. Obviously, the Royal Rumble is. But of course. It's up second. <laughs> this is going to be a great game. I agree with you guys about that. I am not arrogant enough to tell you that Kansas City is going to blow this team out. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be bad. Just like I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to be bad. But I can see that low-scoring struggle. You know, the rain obviously plays a little bit of a factor, but the real factor is that these are elite defenses. And Tiki hit on something that I don't want to go forgotten about. The Ravens have destroyed good teams this year. Mm. They have proven they are legit. They are legit. They are up for the fight. I give them credit for that. The problem is they're fighting with one of the greatest teams of all time. They're fighting with Patrick Mahomes. They're fighting with Andy Reid. So I see a low-scoring game. I see a slog. This is not going into the history books with fancy stats. And I think it's going to come down to Harrison Butker. You know what? I changed my mind. Harrison Butker's going to kick a field goal to put the Kansas City Chiefs up by three. And then Justin Tucker's going to be lined up for not a game-winning field goal, a game-tying field goal. And guess what's going to happen? He's going to miss. That's right. I'm going out on a limb. The great Justin Tucker, one of the most accurate kickers we've ever seen in the biggest moment of his career, is going to miss a 51-yard game-tying field goal in the rain, and it is going to be wide right. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Give me the Chiefs plus the three and a half, the money line, and it will complete what has been a very lucky season for me. I have nailed predictions all year long, and the cherry on top is I'm getting the Super Bowl right. Kansas City, San Francisco, the rematch. It's happening. And those are our picks wow. for Championship Sunday. I love that angle so bad because you will have idiots that will knock Lamar after that game for not doing enough. And the argument back will be he put his team in position to tie the game and go to overtime. Yes. Just the game. That I don't, screams debate next week. It's one of those games. It's weird, Tiki. I don't think we're going to see massive offensive numbers, but I also don't think anyone with a right brain could rip the quarterbacks for their play. Like, I don't think no. we're going to sit here saying, well, Lamar and Patrick sucked. Yeah. Well, I think the previous ripping of Lamar had a lot to do with his offensive coordinator, <clears throat> Greg Roman. Who's a good coordinator, but when you need it, when you get to the playoffs, think about it. The teams are just better, mm. right? You're playing better defenses, otherwise they wouldn't be there. And so when they scheme a way to stop you, you got to have an answer. Greg never had an answer. Yeah, keep doing the same stuff. You'll figure it out, Lamar. Good luck with your legs, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Munkin is not that. I I complain about something very minor, and tell me if you guys agree with me on this. I think that the Ravens and the Chiefs are so the main event. It kind of sucks. It's three o'clock. Yeah, game. I know. I sort of wish I'm it was so, the I'm actually game. shocked because that's the CBS game. Yes, I'm shocked that it's the early game because they've already committed to it. It's right. just the way it works with yeah. CBS and Fox. Right, CBS will get the late one next. Yeah, B- better football game, but there will be more scoring in the other game, so people will probably be into the Niner game. Well, with, with I mean, it's also it also everything. works out kind of perfectly because it's on the West Coast. Yeah, and so. It's not going to feel like the game's in the middle of the night. It's going to feel like it's a day game. Yeah, and look. Because it's out there. It's it's 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, yeah. So it's like, it's kind of. Perfect. I, I get that standpoint. I get it's perfect. I get that. We're all going to watch. No one's saying we're not going to watch yeah. and the gamblers aren't going to have fun and all that. It's that if you ask most people that aren't fans of the teams, like diehard Lion fans or Niner fans, mm-hmm. what are you most looking forward to on mm-hmm. Sunday? Don't you think most people are saying Chiefs Ravens? Dude, you want to see the MVPs. <laughs> Yeah, right. You want to see the quarterback matchup, the dynastic team like Kansas City, the MVP and Lamar. Like, 
it's not about because maybe I'm wrong about the game being a blowout. It could very well be a classic game, and the Lions going to the Super Bowl is a big deal. It's not minimizing it. It's more that I think most of us on Friday afternoon are more hyped up about Kansas City, Baltimore but, than we are Detroit, San Francisco. But, but that makes it better. Why is that better? Because the last two weeks, many of us have stirred around the house doing to-do lists, waiting for games to start at 3 o'clock instead <laughs> of 1 o'clock. Yeah. And guess what? I get right to the main entree oh, so at 3 o'clock. so you prefer the main entree at 3 o'clock? I do because also, Evan, me and you were in lockstep on this. I do think Niners-Lions is going to get out of hand. And last year, it sucked having the Eagle-Niner game where the Niners didn't have a quarterback being the early right. game, and you're sitting around, and the game is non-competitive in the second half. You waited all day to I, get to the game, I, and now I, I'm I waiting another— I did something I've never done. I turned it off. Turned it off, and then we're sitting there another it two hours. It wasn't even worth it. Another two hours till you get to Mahomes right. versus Allen. Or so you'd rather just shut it off and go to bed. Who they play? The Burrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would rather get the great game out of the way. Second half—look, I'm going to watch anyway because I'm a sucker— but I'm okay at 8 o'clock if I put my feet up hanging in the pants. By the way, there's an argument that I know you you think the 49ers are destroying them. But I do. There's an argument that the Detroit Lions might have the better skill position collectively. Mm. Just just in total. Definitely an argument. There is an 100%. argument for it. No, with the Porter and Amon Ross St. Brown, who's amazing. Amon Ross St. Brown Both is tremendous. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I get you. So. Lions are a good team. I'm just giving you a prediction. That's all. Right. Don't take it personal. They definitely have the better quarterback. Don't call Dan Campbell and say, boy, you know, I'd have hate you. I, I don't hate the Lions. I mean, I'd be jealous if they won, but I don't hate them. And the, then, uh, when they win the Super Bowl, I'm going to have them on, and you can't say anything. <laughs> Men's Royal Rumble winner, Women's Royal Rumble winner. Real quick. No, no not real quick. When we come back, the oh. main event of this show is not picking Championship Sunday. It's picking the Rumble. Old School Saturday, Evan Roberts special here. You're damn right. That's, I love it. I'll get when the music we, ready. When, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.